Welcome to the 62nd ACC Now podcast and the last of our series of conversations recorded at ACC Media Days in Charlotte. This is a good one, I'm not going to lie. I'm News and Observer Sports columnist Luke DeCock, and I don't know that you can say we've saved the best for last, but when you, anytime you can sit down with Mike Bray and solve the problems of the world, it's always entertaining with the ACC's drummer and, and poet laureate in chief. Uh, so this is a, a triangle-adjacent podcast. We've got Mike Bray, the former Duke assistant, and L. Ellis, the Louisville guard, a junior college transfer who grew up in Durham, primed for a huge year with Kenny Payne, and, and he certainly knows the landscape of this area and has has thrived coming back to play here. So a, uh, a former Triangle resident and a once-and-future Triangle resident uh, on the 62nd ACC Now podcast. Uh, again, the last of our conversations from, from Charlotte, but uh, no question, a good one. We're joined by Mike Bray. Notre Dame head coach, former Duke assistant. I think we have to mention just sure, just whatever. good days in Durham, man. Yeah. Um, let's start. Let's see if we can make some viral news here. <laughs> I've been known to, I've been known to fire off a few every now and then, right? I uh, figure, I figure we can do that, and then you can play the drums for us on the table. And we'll just call it a day. Oh God. Um, no, uh, Jim Phillips, a uh, good Notre Dame man, uh, said earlier today that he's he thinks you need to look at expanding the NCAA tournament. You've been on both sides of the bubble over yeah, the years. Yeah, I know. You also have benefited greatly from the NCAA tournament as a coach and all that. Yes. Is there a balance here between inevitable expansion and killing the Golden Goose? Yeah, I, I think we can do it without, um, you know, one of, the, one of the options, and I agree with Jim, I think it's time to, you know, when you think about the experience that these young kids have, and, and it was the first time Leshevsky and – Goodwin and Ryan played in an NSA tournament. It, it's just so awesome for, you know, the young people to do it. And, and of course, in any sport under the NSA umbrella, but the, the, it, it, it's just so rewarding for them. Why, you know, I heard one of the theories talked about would be there three other pods like a Dayton, you know, so there's, there's four Daytons out there. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. it it's God, it's hard to get in. It's um, and when you look at the opportunity, if you look at it from kids getting an opportunity to play in this thing, it's just an amazing experience. And uh, and I think we're trending that way. And I think we can do it without screwing it up. Yeah. And I think the big difference and you would know this better than anybody. You go to 96 teams or whatever at a weekend, it screws everything up. You go to four Dayton's, maybe you don't have to fly from Dayton to San Diego and play 12 <laughs> hours later or whatever it was you guys did. I don't know how the hell they did that one, too. I mean, of course, Indiana went to Portland. Thankfully, they screwed their plane up the night before. At least it was all squared away by the time we got to the plate on <laughs> Tuesday. But uh, even Dan Gavitt said to me, we probably can do that better. I was like, look, I'm not complaining. We're in the tournament. But it's like. Do we should we go all the way to San Diego? Uh, there's a way we can do that, I think, and I, I think uh, that's being really studied deeply. This transformation committee, which our commissioners on, and, and I think we'll come to a good spot with that, and and uh, maybe it can be regionalized, and those teams feed into a little closer spot. How do we make sure that basketball is included in the future of college sports? Yeah. Football drives the train. The money's all there. We know that, but you know, basketball. Kind of yeah. as you know, one of the things I'm really worried about is the expansion of the college football playoff is going to suck the wind, more wind out of regular season college basketball. Yeah. What do we do? And I would like to talk to our commissioner later today. You know, already we are struggling at times for eyes in the regular season. Uh, 
But if this college football playoff 12 teams is rolling up into, you know, January, it, it, it takes a lot of air out of the room, as we know. And how do we, March is March, I get it, <clears throat> but how do we do a better job with our regular season games? And, and certainly I think, you know, everybody knows the bills are paid by March Madness under that NSA umbrella. I'm very intrigued to hear what comes out of the Transformation Committee. I don't know if any of us really know what will be their role um, and, and, you know, how will they help us. But uh, the CFP to 12 and rolling into them, like, uh, we're already fighting for spots. And if they're still talking about the CFP in mid-January or, or late January, if the championship game, like, God, we've lost another uh, you know, a lot of times you wait till after the Super Bowl and people start to go, oh, college basketball. Hey, you're 12 and 6. Yeah, <laughs> and it rolls right in. Now, sometimes that's not a bad thing if you're 6 and 12. <laughs> but, but um, you know, I, I do think, even though so much attention has been on college football expansion, I know they, they know what March Madness means to the scene, and I think it will really be handled with care. Uh, and I'm interested to see when the NSA transforms, do we have a little bit of a commissioner or as uh, Mike Krzyzewski used to talk about, a czar. I nominate him. He's got time on his hands. <laughs> it's funny how he kept coming up with a job he could fill someday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, I know, I know. He'd be great. Uh, we got we to gotta get the opening weekend figured out first. I mean, that's such a huge missed opportunity. It is. Sport. Um, we just... I don't know how to do it. I don't know whether it's NABC or Danny Gabbett, whoever it is. Someone, someone's got to figure that. Well, out. you know, we, we. Um, <laughs> I remember I pounded the table. Remember when the network was first appearing? Let's play ACC games to open up. The best conference in America opens with itself, drum, yeah. and then they send me to North Carolina. And you know, the next year, I see Mike. You know, you were pounding the table. Mike K was the only guy in my corner. I said, we got to do it. And I'm, oh, we can't start out that way. Even you know, yeah, I was like, we we got to do it. We got the network launching. We got to give them something. But you're right. I don't know how we come out of the gate. We're playing league games, three of them in December, anyways. Yeah. Maybe we go back to ACC opens up again. I'd be open to that. We have to do something to you know keep us relevant. You know, a, a little earlier. And the water was working in Chapel Hill that day. <laughs> <laughs> how about that game? Wasn't that, that was, a great one? That was, that was incredible. We've had, some good we, in we've had some amazing memories in Greensboro. And, and, of course, we're all over Tobacco Road this year with playing at Wake State, Carolina, Duke, Clemson, Greensboro. We got it all. Um, but I love it. I mean, you know, I'm, I, I think uh, – and I think our fans have learned to really appreciate – the Atlantic Coast Conference and playing through Tobacco Road. And, you know, we do have a good memory in Greensboro from 2015. Um, and it's be exciting to be back. But uh, Did you ever really strap the trophy to the hood of your Buick and drive from Murphy to Manny? I, I, I never did. But, you know, and you remember where I stole that line. Lefty. Lefty. Yeah, oh, yeah. Lefty. Sure. And I said, God darn it, I got to use this. This is too good. But I, but I never did. But I, a lot of North Carolinians that off season were like, "All right, that's pretty good, Coach. That's pretty good line." You know, when are you coming to Wilmington? When are you going to be in uh, Statesboro? <laughs> All right, let's sneak in one question about your actual team here. Yes, since you have like 
Nate Blashevsky is still in school, apparently. Still there. One years later, Dingo. And, um, you've always, I mean, we've joked about this every year. You've always been a get old, stay old coach. Is this the get oldest, stay oldest you've ever been? I think this could be the record. And we've had old guys, you know, all, you know, in our best runs. And, and we've tried to stay old. Uh, but, but um, you know, this group, five fifth-year guys, five guys that have played together, know who they are. Um, they're dry. They learned how to win together. You know, you can say you're old, but th this old group learned how to win and they learned how to win games in the NCAA, which I think was really important. So, um, I I'm excited about them. They've set a great tone leadership wise. They're very hungry to finish the, you know, with playing as long as they can. And, uh, when you have a team that takes ownership of itself, you got a chance. Yeah. And you've got the last chef ski in the league. I, I do. <laughs> I never thought of that. You're right. The Polish rifle. I still got the Polish rifle. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome back to the ACC Now podcast. I'm Luke DeCock with me, Steve Wiseman. Uh, we're joined by L. Ellis, who in the Louisville Media Guide says that his, what was it, favorite college basketball moment is getting to play against Duke and Carolina because he is, uh, he's one of us. He's from the Triangle. He's from Durham. L, thank you very much for joining us. Um, Big season ahead for you at Louisville, it looks like. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, let's start there. What's it been like for you to come into the ACC, play at Louisville, and go up against these teams that you kind of grew up watching? Man, it's been a dream come true. Uh, that's something that I wanted to do growing up as a kid, uh, watching the Duke and the UNC, the NC State um, on TV, you know, and having those dreams of playing in that conference, you know, playing at this highest level. Um, it's been great to be a Louisville Cardinal. Take us back to that week last season when you played Duke on a Saturday. Those are both home games in Louisville. And then three or four nights later, you played Carolina. You had 18 against Duke, 25 against Carolina. Uh, you know, what did that mean to you? What was that like to go through that experience and have those kind of performances? Man, that was that was one of the best experiences I had, you know. Looking on my schedule and I see I got Duke and UNC back-to-back -back games. Man, like playing in the Yum uh, with my family there, like, that was big, and to be able to play well, you know, uh, playing against guys that I grew up around, uh, it was it was big. You've got a new coach in Louisville, obviously, um, but it looks like just based on the way the roster shakes down, the ball is going to be in your hands a lot. How did you kind of prepare for that this summer, and how do you kind of approach this season, knowing that you know you're you're going to be kind of triggering a lot of the offense? Man, just attacking that attacking a day to get better, one hundred fifty percent. You know. Um, knowing that I have a lot on my shoulders and knowing that I have a lot of pieces around me that's going to help me and I'm not by myself, uh, it's been good. Um, to be able to be that leader on this team, like, it's, it's been something that you always dream of, you know, playing at the highest level and being a leader, being a captain, like, that means a lot, and that's something that you have to take to heart each and every day you step on the floor. What's your What's your journey been like to get to Louisville? Because it wasn't always a straight line. Yeah. Uh, what did you learn along the way? Man, I learned a lot. Um, going to junior college for two years, you know, having to go there because I didn't do, I wasn't a student athlete first. Uh, I didn't, I didn't do well as I needed to do in the classroom. I didn't listen to the people that were around me that told me that like you have to do well in the classroom to get to where you want to go. You know, uh, the balls don't stop bouncing soon, so you have to have something to lean on. Um, so now that I have my associate's degree and I'm working on my undergrad, like it's been really good. You know. Um, and having those bumps in the road is really, it's, it's matured me. It really has, you know, and going to the junior college, uh, ranks and, uh, going that, going, having that path, like I wouldn't change it for anything. And I'm glad it happened. How many, uh, how many games did you go to growing up? Like at Duke and UNC or State and then go to new games in person or 
Watching on TV. I went to uh, I went to one uh, game in Cameron North Stadium, and I literally couldn't move. Like everybody was so close. Like I was, I think I was about ten, thirteen, and like that experience, it was great. Like you know, it was great. Louisville always, obviously, hasn't always been in the ACC, but you grew up in the ACC. Do you feel like when you're at Louisville that you're that it's all kind of the same thing? Like, are you kind of still educating people there about what it means to be in this conference? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, every day, like, I'm challenging my teammates to go as hard as they can because the ACC is a hard league. It's one of the best leagues in the country, and they have to be ready each and every game. Like, almost every team has two to three pros on their team. Uh, each, like, we had the most teams at the, at the end in the NCAA tournament last year. Like, this league is hard, so for having those young guys on the team, like really harping to them, like how hard they gotta go and how how ready they have to be on a night to night basis, is it's been it's been a challenge. Did you know Nolan Smith much before he before he left you became coach? No, I didn't know him too much, but I knew a lot about him. Like every time I was around in Durham, like everybody talked about Nolan Smith. You know, People's he was champ, baby. He was champ. He was that guy at Duke, and me and him have a really good relationship. Me and him joke about it all the time. He says he's from Durham sometimes, you know. So <laughs> it's been it's been good to have him around. What impact has he had on the program so far? Man, he's had a great impact. You know, bringing that in, that energy every day, bringing that pop, um, just being being ready to go, uh, being being somebody that we can come to at any given moment, and for him to be on a be on our coaching staff and he was a point guard. That's been big for me. I come to him about any given situation. Whenever I want to get in the gym, like he's there. Like whenever I have it. I need some advice. He's there, so it's been good having him. What are your your first impressions of, of Kenny Payne so far? It's it's hard, like you know, like just listening to him talk and uh, just the the emotion he speaks with. You know, like how he really cares about his players. Like that's big. Like like he's really big. You know, like every player that like um, talks about him, like they say how much he, they really care about him and how they would do anything for him. Even the days like practice is so hard that you that you don't want to be around him. You still want to be around him because you know he really wants the best for you, and he's trying to get that out of you. And he's not gonna do. He's not gonna put you in no situation that's not gonna be. That's not gonna help you in the long run. What's What's been the biggest difference so far from last year in the practices you guys had? Really, the conditioning. You know, being in tip top shape, and that's that's one of the two rules. Like with him, like you have to be in shape. Like, you have to be. Like, if you're going to come play at Louisville, like, you have to be in shape. And it's going to be the hardest times of your life. But when you when you sit in your room and you think about it, you're like, man, if I can get through this, like, I can get through anything. Like, the game is going to be easy. When Coach Mack was let go, obviously, you know, you could, you could go somewhere else together. You wasn't there anymore. What made you want to stay in Louisville? Man, just sitting down with KP. Um, I was one of the first guys to meet with him. Uh, I went to his press conference, and – it really touched me to see like how like the whole city of Louisville came out. Like people were excited for him to come back, you know. Having a coach that played played at Louisville and to play at the level that he's played at and have the success he's had. Um, wanting to be around somebody that really cares, you know, like it was a no brainer. Like I don't see how any any player could tell tell him no. Like, cause I couldn't. Like it don't matter like with NIO going on and how much money's been offered around, like I wouldn't tell KP no. All right, you grew up in what we would say is a basketball basketball market. Oh, yeah, for Louisville, sure. a little different, but no doubt a basketball market. What are the biggest differences that you've seen sort of between 
North Carolina and Louisville, Kentucky has, has in sort of the love of basketball, the interest in basketball. Is it different? I mean, what do you see? Man, it's it's not different at all. Like being in Louisville, like Louisville basketball, like that's the pro team. Like everybody looks to us. Whenever we go somewhere, like everybody knows who we are. Like everybody wants pictures. They want to speak to us. They want to know how things are going, how KP is, like how's the staff going. Like, so it's no different at all. Like you will come, if you're from North Carolina, you go to Louisville, you'll feel the same way that you feel if you were to stay at the Duke or the UNC. I did see in the media you got also that you said one of the things you want to do is beat Kyrie Irving. Oh, yeah. I think Nolan can help you with that, mate. Yeah, you probably could. He you probably don't hear about that, or what do you think? Nah, I haven't, but he's told me stories about him and Kyrie battling in practice, you know, um, and it's been good. It's been good. Do you remember watching those two teams that Nolan was on? Oh, yeah, for sure. With him, Ryan Zubek, John Shire, Kyle Singler. Uh, that year when it was him and Kyrie, and Kyrie was the number one draft pick, only playing 11 games, like, that was big. Like, to see Nolan be the AC player of the year, uh, AP All-American, like, man, it's crazy. Awesome. Oh, we appreciate it. Thank you. Enjoy it. Most definitely. Yeah.